This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. This is Front Row on The Bigger Picture. I'm Julia Jacobs. Rhythm in Bronze has been championing to conserve Malaysia's musical heritage and the ensemble has been raising awareness of the richness of Malay contemporary gamelan, especially in academic and world music circles, through creating new compositions and experimenting with new approaches to performing on the instruments. So the award-winning team are back and they're set to stage their first public performance since 2018 with Gama Gamelan, described as an immersive evening of magical gamelan in the intimate environment of Bobo KL. So I'm going to find out what's in store from Shamini Ratnasingam. She's the executive producer of Rhythm in Bronze and also Dr. Jillian Wee. She's the artistic and music director of Rhythm in Bronze. She's also a marine ecologist and a senior lecturer at the University of Malaya. She's my go-to person for all things seagrass. Welcome ladies. How are you today? Hi. Hello. How are you? Hi, Julia. I'm very well. Thank you so much for joining me, ladies. It's so lovely to have you in the studio with me today. So I was really excited when I saw Gama Gamelan. Uh, it's been a while, right? Since Rhythm in Bronze has, uh, as I mentioned, since 2018, it's been a while. So it's lovely that you guys are going to be staging a show. Um, and uh, as I mentioned, Julian, you know, you are my go-to person for all things seagrasses. And, uh, but of course, you know, the other thing that you've always been involved in, is, involved in is Rhythm in Bronze. Can you just remind our listeners, you know, about Rhythm in Bronze, its history, how it came to be and all of that? Yes. So um, Rhythm, Rhythm in Bronze is a group that was set up by ethnomusicologists and also a music, le- music lecturer at the University of Malaya, Sunetra Fernando. She's left the University of Malaya since, but at that time, she... Um, decided that she was going to set up this group of gamelan performers uh, to perform on the gamelan and to uh, create new compositions for the Malay gamelan. And back in that day, when Sunni first set up Rhythm in Bronze, really the gamelan was used for convocations, you know, Mm. for official uh, ceremonies. People didn't look upon it as you know, uh, an ensemble or an orchestra in its own right. It was always there to accompany something, Mm. to accompany dance, you know, to accompany VIPs like doing the ribbon cutting and all that. So Sunetra saw that there was so much more to the Malay gamelan and Rhythm in Bronze was set up for that purpose. Mm-hmm. And it's been around for a very long time, right? Since the 90s, am I correct? Yes, Sham, remind me. Sham, yeah. <laughs> 1997. Uh-huh. And um, just before that, um, Sunni had actually built this community group. And from this community group, she wanted to have a professional group. So Rhythm and Bronze was established in 1997. Okay. So yeah, it was actually the first time Gamelan was brought to the audience in a different way of, in a different style. And that has been a really amazing uh, discovery of what the Gamelan can do. Okay. And I'm very curious for the both of you. Maybe, Sham, I can start with you, actually. How did you start, you know, how were you introduced to the gamelan? Was it through Rhythm in Bronze? You know, what what do you love about it? Um, So, 
when I actually was, I actually discovered uh, gamelan in my company because we had a gamelan set. Mm. Uh, we were traveling with it. Uh, however, Sunni had actually, we were in school, same school, the same alumni. And she said, Sham, why don't you join the group? Uh, she wanted to bring, she brought a few friends together to play with, uh, the, with the group. And I said, oh, okay, fine. So, and that's when I really loved it because something about very unique about the gamelan is that it has a, this magical sound it has a very healing property also so i just loved that vibration the energy and all that and then i got hooked on it and then without disclosing our age <laughs> that but we've been in it for a long time so uh 95, we started officially with Ritsuni. Okay. 97 was Rhythm and Bronze. So Rhythm and Bronze really brought the level of music to a different platform. So, yeah. Okay. And, and Julian, how about for you? How did you, how were you introduced to Gamelan? You know, what is it that you love about it? Well, I followed a friend to sit in on this new uh, community Gamelan group that Sunetra had set up. She simply called it the Gamelan Club. You know, <laughs> it was just a group of friends, some musicians, some not, who just wanted to get together and play on the U University of Malaya Gamelan set. And I followed a friend along. I wasn't intending to play or to join the group. I, I, you know, I was a pianist before that. I already played the classical guitar and some drums. And, and I didn't know very much about the gamelan. So I sat by the side and I was like, oh, I'll just hang out here <laughs> and sit in. And Sunni said, no, nobody sits in on this rehearsal. You've all got to play. So I had to pick up a mallet and play straight away. And that was it. It was like love at first gong. And it literally <laughs> was the gong, right, Sham? Yeah. Like, the gong, you know, you hear the sound of the gong. And the resonance, the reverberations of it, it travels through the floor, up your feet, into your entire body. You, you just feel it. I, I felt it in a different way from, you know, what I feel when I play the piano and the guitar and everything mm -hmm. else. They're mm -hmm. all special in their own ways, but really the sound of the gongs, there's nothing quite like yeah. it. Yeah. And then just to add, I played, the, I played in orchestras for nearly 20 years, playing the trombone. Mm -hmm. So I love the fact that I play with a group. But with the gamelan, it's very different. It's a community-based, not even community, it's people coming for the love of the instrument. Yeah. And all of us playing, I, the connection is very different. So from someone from a Western to a really Eastern, I can tell you, the gamelan tends to bring people together. So I love the instrument. And what she says, the first time I heard the gong agong was the most incredible thing. So... It, it's just feeling and hearing that sound. In fact, I have a lot of stories about the gong agong, but we will wait for it when we'll see. <laughs> no, I, I want to hear these stories. Okay, like, so me, maybe just I'll tell me, you. Yeah, just tell me one if you okay, have, if so you have to choose. I'll start with the one when we got our set, which was kindly sponsored and funded by HSBC in the Arts. And uh, when they gave us this uh, set, so I had gone on to solo to go and check on the instruments before they ship it to us. So I went, I went solo with my the agent, who's a friend of mine, and we were going checking out the instruments and all that. And it, at the corner of the room, among all our shiny new instruments, you know how exciting it is. And I saw this four massive black gongs standing there. I said, wow. <laughs> and I was looking at it. And then he, my friend said, go ahead, Sham, just try it. And I was... 
it was so mesmerizing. The one that was the one who caught my my attention was the loudest and the lowest sound. And I fell in love. I said, wow, if only I could have this. But I knew I couldn't because they had already made ours, which is slightly smaller. And because it's still new, it's still very raw, okay. right? So I said, wow, so nice. And I was like <laughs> salivating. And then so I left it as it is. So when we I came back, the instruments arrived, right? And he was like smiling and smiling. And I was wondering why until he op- when we opened all the instruments, he replaced that huge gong with ours, left ours in solo, Sorry. and he brought this in. And I was so aesthetic. I was so happy. And oh, wow, wow, wow. Until it turned the other way because the, in, the gong was so unhappy. It was, it just gave us raw, angry sound for two years. Interesting. And I felt so guilty to the point, every time I would just put some flour, just to appease him and all that. But he was so angry for two years. And then now he's, he's sounding gorgeous now. So okay. he is settled already after. But two years was just pure angry sound. Interesting. And regardless of who sort of uh, touched him or... No, regardless. Yeah. Okay. So so, the so gong you needed such, to earn your yes. place not to, to play it. The gamelan is a very temperamental instrument. You need to give it respect. Mm, if you mm-hmm. don't give it respect, then it, it doesn't... So every time you go to a new space, we always want to allow it to get comfortable in the space. Okay. It's full of energy and vibrations. For so, sure. Yeah. And it absorbs also a lot of energy yes, and vibrations yes, as well, right? Yeah. So, okay. Wow, okay. I, all the more I want to see this gong. Um, can I just share my my story? So I also didn't know anything about the gamelan until I went to Perth when I was studying there for a year and there was an Indonesian lecturer who gave free gamelan lessons to anybody who wanted it. So a bunch of us Malaysian students went to learn. So we all started our little gamelan ensemble there every Monday evening, you know, in the middle of winter, we'd be there learning and playing as well. And so everything that you guys described just now, I totally feel it. The reverberations, the, you know, tingling from... and, and no knowledge whatsoever. We literally learnt it there and then in Perth, these bunch of Malaysians. No, wow. really. Yeah, yeah. So with this uh, lovely Indonesian lecturer teaching us. So I get it, guys. I get it. I get the love for it. <laughs> but, you know, you guys have, of course, you know, been performing throughout the years. Um, um, an award winning as well, right? The uh, many Cameroonian Arts Awards. You've taken the uh, show across the world as well. Uh, tell me about maybe some highlights from uh, Rhythm and Bronze Korea that you guys are particularly proud of. I think the first one would be uh, Ali Pungong, uh, because I think Ali Pungong was the first time, not say first time, this was our second production of Gamelan Theatre. The first was Monkey Business, mm. the one under Christian Jit. That's right. Uh, that was the first time when we started uh, Monkey Business, was the first time we started discovering uh, Gamelan and, and theatre and trying to put it together. together. But Ali Pungong was, a, a, how do I say, it sets a very different tone because it had a commentary, a social commentary about women and uh, directed by a man filled with all females <laughs> who were performing. And uh, and the fact that when we were even costumed with a kabaya, pretty kabaya top with a kind play cut, 
which showed that the difference between male and female, even within the female form, right? Mm -hmm. So I thought that was the first time um, when we were we knew what was our narrative and know what we were trying to say without being in your face right. to tell you that, uh, oh, this is what we feel, this is how we're going to do it. This is, No, it's not. It was subtly done. But I felt that was my, for me, was one of my best uh, production that I loved. Mm -hmm. What about you, Jill? Well, I love all our shows. <laughs> and Ale Pungong really sticks in my mind as uh, one of the you know, shows that we really started looking at gamelan theatre. That means looking at our, ourselves not as, as gamelan musicians alone, mm -hmm. but as performers. You know, that means we had texts, you know, we were acting on stage, we were moving. So that to me was a highlight. Um, I, but I think in this journey of Rhythm in Bronze, for me, because from the very start, when when we first started out this group with Sunetra, we were saying, like, what do we wish for Gamelan? And we said, we wish for Gamelan to be like a household name, you know, for Malaysians to know about Gamelan and to actually get excited about it and to want to pay money to come for a Gamelan show. Yeah. And I think that's happening now. Yeah. I think, you know, through the work that Rhythm in Bronze has been doing, uh, we've been seeing a lot of interest from other performing arts groups who have come up to start playing gamelan, yeah. you know, uh, delving into it, pushing the boundaries of gamelan compositions, who are also looking to rhythm and bronze to inspire themselves. You know, they're, so they're uh, composing new contemporary and very yeah. fresh sounding gamelan pieces. So to me, that's a highlight. That That's why... Um, we set out on this journey, Rhythm in Bronze. So it's not just about Rhythm in Bronze mm. and us playing our music. It's also the bigger picture about the evolution of gamelan, contemporary gamelan in Malaysia. And I'm, I'm really happy and proud that we've had a role to play in that. Yeah, yeah a big role though. Because in 1997... No, right? <laughs> no, there was nothing on, on in line in terms of where gamelan was, in, in terms of modern contemporary gamelan. Now you turn to your right, you see another group. And turn to your left, you see another group. So there are a lot of young kids who are now coming up and doing new things. And I'm glad we are a part of that history of inspiring people to do something with the gamelan. And it's not to be placed in a museum to be just mm. appreciated from people afar. So mm. it's actually bringing it to the public. Yeah. Not just ceremonial, right? No, to no. accompany mm. ribbon cutting ceremonies or whatever, yeah. right? To really... Yeah. The new compositions, of course, I mean, that's really exciting, right? How do you how do you guys actually collaborate to come up with those compositions? How yeah. does that work, actually? Well, first, when we started, we composed out of necessity. Okay. <laughs> like, there were a few of us, like, um, don't know, got a few basic lessons in the piano or guitar, but no pieces to play. So, okay, let's compose. You know, it started like that. And of course, uh, apart from that, we were all inspired by Sunetra Fernando. I mean, Suni is a phenomenal composer. Really, she should be a household name mm. in Malaysia. Yes. Phenomenal. I mean, the way that she layers her melodies for the gamelan, it's it, to me, um, it's unparalleled, actually. Okay. Um, 
And uh, especially when it's only five notes, right? Yes, only five notes. But she does so much with that five to make it sound rich and deep. Mm. And so so we, the, the, the rest of us who needed to compose, were all inspired by her. So we composed, we started, you know, pushing ourselves to compose out of necessity. So that was one way of getting compositions. Another way is uh, Rhythm in Bronze started working with composers outside. Um, Gareth Farr, for example, from New Zealand. Mm. Uh, we've worked with Michael Virapan, Saida Rasta, Suni's husband, Adrian Lee. Adrian Lee, such beautiful com- compositions they've, uh, um, you know, composed for us. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, working, you know, with all these different composers inside Malaysia as well as outside has really enriched the vocabulary of Malay contemporary gamelan. And are you... Sorry. I just wanted to add that um, the music actually... 90% of our music is all compositions, especially for rhythm and bronze. Okay, original. Yes, original. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Of course, now you guys are back with Gama Gamelan. And uh, I mean, a couple of, not a couple of years, last year, Gillian, you know, we caught up uh, when you were recently awarded at that time a three-year fellowship to study the growth of seagrass, right? And how to better restore uh, that vital part of marine ecosystems. And that was by the Pew Charitable Trust. And I remember you telling me at the time that, you know, you were also going to bring in Rhythm in Bronze into that, that fellowship and what you were working on. Can you just remind us about that? Yes, um, with the Pew Charitable Trust, um, when I designed my projects for it, it was all very science-based because that's the type of projects that we put forward to to the Pew Foundation. Um, and I thought I would slip in <laughs> <laughs> one arts very project. Very yes. yes. Maybe they won't notice if this is not so science-based, but uh, you know, I decided to put in um, a, a plan in place to create a 10-minute piece focusing on the seagrass ecosystems in order to call attention to it, you know, mm. to to do, I guess, to do science communication in a way that is beyond just a scientist talking to the public, but to actually leverage on the power of our performing arts. Yeah. Um, and I have a great deal of admiration for our local performing artists, so I thought let's leverage on, on them um, because they would be able to convey this narrative about seagrass ecosystems and the need to conserve it much better than I can as a scientist. So I slipped that in and people got excited about it. I mean, yeah, when 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 I was um, inducted or introduced as a Pew Marine Fellow to the Pew community, I think that was the part of the project that people kept on asking me about, you know. <laughs> it was not so much about the science. Nobody asked me about the science. But just Nobody, to add that, Jill, yeah? because when I spoke to Nate, uh, who was uh, the Pew Connection Analyst, they were really excited. When I showed what we were doing, they was, he said, Sham, this is really excited. They are all are looking forward to it. I think it just gave them the zest into their, their normal science data. <laughs> so they are really looking forward to it. Yeah, so I appreciate that so much that the science community uh, in, the, in the circle of Pew Marine Fellows all were, you know, thinking along the same lines that as scientists, as conservationists, you need to be using different approaches Mm -hmm. and the performing arts is one of it. So from a 10, and then when I brought this story to the Rhythm and Bronze family, and I said, hey, 10 minute piece, we've got money for that to do now. And they said, 10 minutes only? Come on lah, we can do better than that. (laughs) Overachievers. And now, and now, now we have 10 pieces. (laughs) 
Now, yeah, now we have 10 pieces. And <laughs> 10 I, songs now. I wouldn't our, expect anything less. One, one and a half hours to two hours. We have really good uh, creative team on board. And so we were like, oh, okay, all right, okay, we'll just do it. <laughs> so, why not? Yeah. <laughs> yes, Jill, why not? Yes. <laughs> and so, okay, so so that, of course, is, uh, and that's going to come in the form of a concert, right, uh, sometime later this year. August. But in August, right? Yeah. Um, and, and that's really something that we're looking forward to. But talk to me about Gama Gamelan. What is this going to be about? I mean, what can our listeners look forward to? With Gama Gamelan, um, which is which will be held in May, early May, uh, at Bobo Kale. This this would be an evening where the audience can get immersed in the sound of the gamelan, played in a very cosy, intimate space, uh, because the Bobo Kale's. Uh, you know, space is really, really nice. Everyone's close to you, and they can, they will be able to hear the resonance of the gongs very well. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be. We're going to play all our classics. You know, songs from uh, pieces from the 1990s, like right oh, at the very okay. start, and until up to our more recent pieces. So it's like the top hits from Rhythm in Bronze uh, list of repertoire. Okay. So we'll have pieces that will have singing. We'll have. You know, instrumental pieces, we'll have Balinese-sounding pieces, we will have very mellow, romantic pieces. So it's a very nice range of mm. rhythm and bronze classics that okay. the audience will hear. Mm. Yeah. And also it includes a little bit of storytelling about about the Gamelan because okay. I, think, I think it's also a fantastic opportunity for us out of... Uh, from a concertize or Gamelan theatre to tell them about the instrument and what makes it unique mm. and what makes it very mystical so yeah. i think that's the, the the best time for us to have that coziness so to have that one to one talk to people and tell tell them about the story about the gamelan okay all right yeah. and is the you mentioned the uh, the rhythm and bronze family just now right so is that you know i mean you're quite a tight group is it still pretty much um the same uh, the same crew you know from many years ago as well uh, we have changed. We have also evolved. Uh, there are the ones who've been with us for years and ends, but we have also new members. So, yeah, so it's... I mean, in any group, I think we will be evolving, except for the two dinosaurs here. <laughs> I think the word is legend. How dare you? <laughs> Thank you, Julia. But, but the two... You just called me a dinosaur. <laughs> Very mean, you know. But I think the two pioneers, the pioneers, yes, the founders. But I think the two of us were uh, one of the ones from the early days. Mm -hmm. Uh, But along the way, we have picked and people have joined us, and you know, so so, isn't that lovely as well, right? And I think it's also time for younger ones to come. So we would be looking at how do we get all these young ones to come and join us. Not young, <laughs> not the definition of young here. But yes, definitely for yeah. the younger ones. So we are actually looking out for people to come, come and join us also. Maybe not this year, mm. but we have another big project in in the pipeline. So, oh, so we may, may explore looking at new players uh, female, if possible. Sorry, I didn't have to say that. Yeah. So yeah. So okay. to to at least explore the sound for our future for the productions. Okay. All right. So I mean, you did, you guys did sort of take a break of sorts, right? I mean, was that uh, because just you guys were exploring other things, or was it pandemic related? I mean, what was? I think in twenty fourteen, uh, we had two massive productions. Mm-hmm back to back how and why that is a question <laughs> I want everyone to know Julian is pointing at Charm yes, so in tale. August we had Omba 
Ah, I remember we that. We practically built a big boat in the middle of the a ship. state, a ship in a in the middle of uh, the stage. Um, this and is then, the overachieving coming out. Yes. Ah, yeah, okay. And for children, you know, children's, oh, children's gamelan theater was not just musicians; it's like children with their parents sitting there watching every rehearsal. But <laughs> amazing so kids because sure. they played, they acted, they danced, they sang. Everything. Most of them do not have any of this, so for them it was really a big thing. So. Yeah, and then two months down the road, it was Rhythm and Bronze, which uh, was got affected because some of the funding went into the children's one. So then, uh, yeah, we struggled a bit after the show. So then okay. we decided the burnout was uh, was, was doing really two massive shows is crazy. I so we we took a long break. Okay. And then COVID came and we were like, da, 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 da. So we were doing small... When I said break, I mean break for Gamelan Theatre or Concertize. We still played in festivals. We still played for theatre productions. So we did go out, but we didn't push ourselves to do our own. So after so long, I said, okay, it's time to kick ourselves in the butt. Okay, let's do it. So from that one song to ten songs, it's going to happen in August. <laughs> And with this lovely teaser, right? I mean, I think it's a wonderful introduction for anyone who's not familiar with Gamelan or with the work that you guys do. Uh, so I think this would be a wonderful sort of gateway for anyone who's yes. uh, interested yes. in finding out more, right? Yes. So I'm really excited. I mean, confess I've never been able to make it for any of your performances so I'm going to be there at Bobo KL uh, and it's happening of course from the 3rd to the 6th of May and that's at 8pm and uh, tickets are priced at 150 ringgit yes. am I correct? Yes. Yeah okay and you guys you got to book your tickets early because uh, as, as Julia mentioned the space is quite intimate so there's uh, you know tickets are limited get it now you can get your tickets at cloudjoy.com again from Wednesday the 3rd of May right up till Saturday the 6th of May uh, and um, yeah and, and Bubu KL I mean what a lovely place as well isn't it yes okay alright um, well thank you so much ladies for joining me today any last uh, any concluding message you'd like to leave our listeners with Gillian you want to go first come join us everyone in May Bobo KL we promise you a really fun time and then after that join us again in August because we we promise you a phenomenal time. Yes. <laughs> and also to just say that um, it's amazing to be back with the instruments. We have not really played on on this instrument for some time. So I think we are just as excited. But I want to say that we have a really good creative team. Can I? Yes. Yes, yeah, I yeah. must say. Uh, I have. Uh, we have Dato uh, Zaim Al-Bakri, who's our artistic director. We got Aida Redsa, who's our choreographer. Wow. We got out the Matt stops, Chan, who's doing lighting. And then we have Mark Tay uh, and Kairi Anwar. Both of them are collaborative uh, directors. Who have I missed out? Uh, I'll be music director. Uh, music director. Sorry, <laughs> Jill. Jill is the music director. So I think we have a really strong uh, creative team. Really? We have just completed our composition workshops with our composers. So we are actually really excited to see them finalize the pieces. So in the second half of May, we'll be starting rehearsals of this new production. So, yeah. But a teaser, three of the songs that will be making its debut, uh, not making, had made a debut in 2014, 
will be played in August also. Okay. We will be playing those songs okay. in uh, Gamel- Gamelan. So okay. look out for it. You have to come then, everybody. So it, it sounds wonderful, ladies. And I can't wait to hear more about uh, August as well. So we'll definitely catch up, you know, before that happens as well. Um, but again, you know, do get your tickets. You just need to head to cloudjoy.com. That's cloudjoy.com. I believe tickets can only be purchased online, right? Yes. Yeah, so do do that. Uh, and if you'd like to find out more about Rhythm in Bronze, just head to their website or their social media. Just search for rhythminbronze.com. Uh, I get, you guys are on all the social media platforms, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you so much, ladies. Thank you. For Thank joining you. me. Thank you, Julian. My pleasure. I was speaking to Dr. Gillian Wee, Artistic and Music Director of Rhythm in Bronze, also a marine ecologist and a senior lecturer at the University of Malaya, and Shamini Ratnasingam. She's the executive producer of Rhythm in Bronze. If you miss any part of our conversation today, you can always search for the podcast at bfm.my slash front dash row or you can find it on the BFM app. This has been Front Row on The Bigger Picture, BFM podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.